0: which includes all the podcast video content and supplemental screen shares. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider leaving a five-star review on iTunes. With that being said, I'm your host, David, a.k.a. Reverse Long, and this is the Friendly Bear Podcast. Let's dive in. So here we go. So I'm at the, um, the UCLA Ronald Reagan Hospital. Uh, this place is pretty crazy for me because um, I had a brain operation here 2010 that absolutely changed my life changed the whole trajectory of everything of what what my life was supposed to be you know it's kind of crazy in life your life can take some twists and turns and uh you know and changes you in an alternate universe you could have been doing something else which is insane but anyway uh i had a life or death experience you put this clock life and death experience it's so sunny here i can't even see the clock but anyway life life and death experience, life or death experience here uh, when i was in grad school for architecture this is back in 2010 um, i was at the you know in grad school here at ucla and you know i'm just focused so so much you know just as like i focus on stocks like going hardcore i was like that with architecture going super hardcore it was my first quarter instead of semesters they have quarters in UCLA, and um, I was focused on just starting with a lot of momentum, and just like, you know, architecture school is very competitive, and um, I was like, you know, I want to be the best in the class. I want to show these these architects, the professors, that like I, I'm, I'm 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 the real deal, and uh, because you know there was a world famous architects, so you have to earn your spot, but by like second or third year, you can go to like a really big architecture studio, like for for example, like Frank Gehry or Tom Mayne which i got into later on but anyway In my first quarter i had a lot of headaches and i had a lot of um i would have a lot of uh, blurred vision and um just like migraines blacking out and it was just you know i thought it was normal i was 25 at the time everybody i would, I would talk to about it they would say oh yeah i have headaches too i have migraines too I have a blurred vision, you know, these lights, these lights in the studio. Uh, we've been doing all-nighters, man, just freaking all-nighters. So everybody was like, but uh, it just that wasn't the case. I, it, I had something else going on completely. And it's crazy how people try to like, you know, they give you the wrong information. A lot of times, they don't do it on purpose. So, you know, it's, it's like when you're getting sentiment from other people, I you don't know, like with the stocks, like you never get the, people sound like they know what they're talking about, but they really don't know what they're talking about. Um, but yeah, anyways, I stayed in the studio, I had all these symptoms, and I would not go to the doctor, because I thought it was normal, and, uh, you know, eventually, during the finals week, it gets out of hand, I was like, I I can't take it, like, I could hardly move, um, I had so many headaches, I, I, I thought it was because I was dehydrated, whatever, but at that point, it was just, it got so extreme, I was like, I gotta check in the hospital, and I first, from, I did it for my eyes, I went to the eye doctor right over there, um, and uh, the eye doctor checked my eyes and said, whoa, you got a lot of pressure built up there. You're going you need to go to the emergency room. So I went to the emergency room. They, did a, they took me to get an MRI and they found a five centimeter tumor in there. Um, 10, oh, what do you call it? Uh, size of a golf ball, golf ball sized tumor. And they said, I got two weeks to live if I didn't, um, if I didn't have emergency brain surgery. So there I am. I'm facing emergency brain surgery, and uh, a life, life or death situation. So the doctor said, if I leave the hospital, I can die in my sleep, and I have a two week, two weeks to live. He said, you have two weeks to live if you don't have emergency brain surgery. So I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, because I was gonna leave the hospital. I was gonna leave because I started feeling better, and I was like, you know what? I need to finish my project. My project. My project. My project. I gotta finish my project. Um, because you know what I mean so like uh, the, the wrong how do you say the wrong priorities man Instead in my health I was I was worried about my project so much um, I was stuck in that world and just project 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 I gotta I, I gotta get out of this hospital and um, yeah at the end that, that project didn't matter you know it didn't matter at all um, yeah I had the surgery and um, so that was a Friday I had to have the emergency brain surgery on Monday. So they had to plan the surgery on Saturday and Sunday with like 10, 12 surgeons and they all coordinated everything. And then Monday I had the surgery. And during the weekend, my mother flew from Miami to LA and um, to take care of me, right? After the surgery. And to sign the papers and stuff and all that stuff. So I had to sign papers saying that like, there's, a, there's a chance that I can die, like a 5 to 6% chance that I could die. I think it was 5%. It might have been more, actually, but that I might just die into surgery. Because it was a long surgery. It was a 20-hour operation. And it, I had to be under anesthesia for a couple days after that. And um, yeah, it was quite an experience, man. Um, I didn't know what I was getting into. I thought I would be like, I have the surgery, and I'm back in school in, in, a, in a few days, you know? I was like, I'm young. What are they gonna do? They're gonna take the, they gonna take the tumor out. I'm gonna go back to school. Everything's cool. Let's we uh, keep it moving. And uh, no, that was not the case, man. Um, and like at the hospital during that weekend, I was like, I was like asking all the doctors and nurses, hey, can you guys go get my laptop? Because I was about to leave the hospital to go get my laptop in my apartment so I can work on my project. And um, the, the doctor actually said, hey, give me your keys. I'm going to go at your laptop. You cannot leave the hospital. Because, yeah, I think they have that policy. If you leave the hospital, they're not responsible. Your insurance doesn't cover it. And I think, I think at that time, if I would have left the hospital, I wouldn't have come back. Maybe I would have come back. Who knows? I might have died in my sleep. You know? I might not be here. So, your health, man. You got to take care of your health. But, um, but yeah, I, I wake up from the surgery. I, oh, and by the way, the whole weekend I'm working on my projects. And my mom flies in, she's just looking at me. She's like, I know she doesn't care. She's like, this guy, what is he doing on his, his laptop, working on his thing? He he's, has a life or death situation. But, like, I thought I was, uh, I thought, I, you know, it was just going to be a quick, quick fix, and I'm back to school, so I got to be ready. Anyway, the, I wake up from the, from the surgery the, the following week, and um, I remember, I think, uh, like, a few days pass... But I remember the, the Miami Heat was playing the Lakers. The Miami Heat had LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, and Chris Bosch. They were playing the Lakers on Christmas Day, I think, in 2010. Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. And uh, shortly around that time, it might have been that same day. The thing is, I was on so many drugs. I was on trazodone, seroquil, morphine. I was on everything. For, like, I don't even know what they were giving me because, like, you know, this is a massive brain operation. My whole. There staples all up in my head, like here. They shaved half of my head. It was, it was gnarly, man. It was gnarly. But um, I remember around that time period when the Lakers, it might have been the same days. It just all blurred to me because I was on all, all these drugs. But one thing that stuck out was uh, the doctor, our Dr. Isaac Yang, was yelling at my mom. And this is a guy that's always, like, always calm and collected and, and uh, happy, always smiling and stuff. But anyway, they didn't know that I was listening. I wasn't under all these drugs with the tubes, but I was alert and I was aware at that moment. And um, the doctor is telling my mom, Lourdes, Lourdes is my my mom's name. She's saying, Lourdes, I just gave your son 50 years to live. I gave him 50 years to live. He's gonna be all right. He needs to just recover now. And my mom was like crying and saying, what did you do to him? He's like a vegetable, this and that. And um, they didn't know that I was listening. I was staring at the wall, with all the, like, everything was like, you know, it's like, I don't know, I, I looked like a, like a vegetable, and, um, but I was alert, and I did the calculation in my head, as, as messed up as I was, I was like, okay, I'm 25 years old right now, so 25 times 2 is 50, so that's, I got two more times of what I just lived, and that's all I got, it's like, whoa, and you know, later on, I figured, okay, more or less, it's a, that's a ballpark number. But at the the moment, I'm like, wow, two more times of of 25. Anyway, so that's something that stuck with me ever since, you know. Every single day I wake up, I I still think of it. Even though I know it's not exactly that number. It's like, I got to make it count, man. Urgency, let's go, you know. I got this heightened sense of urgency. That's something that, like, that just a crazy moment in my life created for me, you know what I mean? Um... Because before that, I was just doing architecture school. I wasn't concerned about what happened after architecture school. I thought it was just all going to figure itself out. When I chose the right career, architecture, architecture is prestigious. It's cool. I just got to do well in architecture, and everything else going to be fine. Finances going to be fine. Um, you know, having a family life is going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. I just got to focus on that, and that completely changed. Uh, completely after the brain operation so after the brain operation I go back to class and uh, in architecture school I don't see it the same at all anymore all-nighters disgust me the studio environment disgusts me I didn't like inhaling all the stuff from the from the from the models from the 3d printers uh, from the laser printers uh, the group projects I was known to pull the most all-nighters. The, the reason why I got into the, the best architecture school here to study under Gary and Tom Maine and all these guys is because like, I outworked everybody. But, you know, if, if someone did an all-nighter, I pulled a double all-nighter. This is like the class. If, if you have five drawings, I'm going to have ten drawings. If you have one model, I'll have six models. You know? That, that's the way I did it. You read one book, I read five books. And that's the way I did it in undergraduate past like sophomore year until graduate school until that moment and uh when we were in the group projects uh after like 8 p.m i'm like 9 p.m this is I'm, I'm recovering too it took me a few years to recover completely but uh i was like i'm, I'm out of here you know i'm just like and everybody would understand but after a while you get resentment in the group like oh man he's not pulling his weight and like i didn't care like what mattered to me most was was my health and um and then i started thinking. Uh, Wow, so, like, I'm getting in a lot of student debt over this. Because, like, I had to do extra time in school, and I was getting charged more. They put me in ghost classes. And the ghost classes were supposed to be doing me a favor because I I was getting health insurance from the school. They have, like, really good health insurance. And um, if I wasn't in class, I couldn't get the insurance. So they put me in, like, ghost classes, fake classes. They fake classes so I can... Get the insurance while I was while I was recovering, in in the in the grad school apartments. And my mom would take care of me the whole time. My uncle came in also from Miami, and uh, yeah, I was racking up debt while I was recovering. And then um, I go back to school. Uh, you know, I don't see things the same anymore. You know, I used to have like my architecture designs used to be the most detailed ever. You know, uh, all all these lines and. You know just everything like think about the way i do stocks is uh, a lot of information and a lot of detail detail oriented with architecture i was max max detail i will focus so much on the smallest things um but then after the brain surgery i was like you know what i need to get rest and i need to recover and i got 50 years of life i need to make the most out of these 50 years and i, I can't spend the-, the 50 years doing all-nighters this is not gonna work so i became like a minimalist designer which is crazy from being a super detailed designer to a, a minimalist and um, and I was just focused on just finishing at at that point like soon after I was like focusing on just I just got to finish the school that's all I want to do Just I just want to finish it and um, you know and, and I and I did I, I finished it then I, I hit the real world and uh, the, the student loans hit and I'm like this is not good. I got like I got 50 years of life over here and times are winding down. So now I'm like 48 years or something like that. I got to find, how am I going to handle all this debt over here? You know, um, architecture, like it's not going to pay it off. All this uh, working per hour until I get licensed. So I got another three years to get licensed and I'm working for basically minimum wage pretty much until I get, I get licensed and then I got to become, an, uh, once I'm an architect, I'm looking at the architects around me these older guys and they don't I was like I don't want to be like these guys man this is like this is not acceptable and I have all this debt this debt is not going to go away until like until like I'm until I retire basically so I was like I got to change careers and um yeah so I I changed careers which is like going off on my own to do stocks and um yeah everyone thinks I'm crazy you know what I mean at that time Architecture people thought I was crazy. Everyone thinks I'm crazy, but, like, they thought I was crazy when I, when I, um, when I decided to do, like, minimal, minimalist designs, you know. Or they thought I was crazy when I would go leave the studio at 9 p.m. Because I got to go and rest because, like, my brain is still recovering. Even so, at, at, you know, after I recovered really well. So, like, I got it really into, like, heavy fitness and stuff. So, like, it was an illusion that I was, like, really healthy and then I would leave the class. So they're like, oh, look, David's just, uh, he wants to go work out. He wants to go, you know, he wants to sleep while we're over here. So, like, you can never please everybody, man. You can never please everybody. So I, I stopped caring about what people think. You know what I mean? Because, like, no one is going to give a shit about you, man, except yourself, you know? So here I am, like, you know, and I remember this in architecture school. I would, uh, I would, you know, I'm, I'm here, i I'm, have I, I escaped death and like I recovered miraculously you know and uh I would get resentment from my colleagues you know and also the the professors they would let me slide you know so after a while after like a year because you know i, I that was three year architecture school and this this kind of brain operation it takes it takes like ten years to recover to tell you the truth um that was two thousand ten it's two thousand twenty three now um I still have symptoms from it. You, you really never recover, but like you gotta watch your health, you know. And um, so yeah, I, I I developed like that whole. I think that that sense of urgency, that sense of urgency, not caring about what other people think, making the most out of your time on this earth. You know that's what matters, you know what I mean, what, what makes you happy personally, because you're not gonna, you cater to being liked, and having everybody like you, you're not gonna go anywhere, man, you know, it's like, you're never, you're not gonna go, you you care about what other people think, and trying to cater, you know, like, you owe it, you know what I'm saying, like, it's not gonna work, so, I don't know, man, you know, it takes sometimes in your life, there's like, a, a few pivotal moments, that was definitely one, you know, and, uh, it's just, it was, it was a huge wake-up call, because, like, I think about it a lot, too. I'm like, how did I go from, like, I did 10 years of architecture, and now all of a sudden I'm doing business and, and uh, stocks and making money and doing this and, and, and doing all this self-development and, like, you know, all this mindset stuff. How did this happen? How did this happen? I did 10 years of architecture, doing the nine-to-five. I bought into that world. Academia architecture, math, science, creating buildings, working in a corporation, corporate firm, and then all of a sudden I flipped it on his head? Like, how does, that, how does that happen, you know? So, you know, it's just, it's just like in, in trading. It's like sometimes um, a loss is what makes you change things up. You got to suffer the loss. It sucks that as human beings we can't learn from other people's mistakes. We can't really heed the advice that we're told, so we can avoid that pain and that suffering. We got to go through it ourselves. And um, for me, it's, it's kind of like my, I consider it like my superpower, you know? It's like, or wh- whatever it is, you know, that's what, that's what it was for me. The brain operation, the near-death experience. The doctor saying, yo, you got two weeks to live. You're going to die in your sleep if you leave this place. And then when I wake up and I'm in, the, in, a, in a half coma and he's telling, yelling at my mom. I gave your son 50 years of life. And my eyeballs are like, I'm looking at the wall. I'm like, oh, my God, 50 years of life. You know, that's what it was for me. So I have that haunting me every day, every day. So it's like what drives me, you know, every day I have that in me. Every day it's like it's deep down in there. I got to do something. I got to do something. I can't can't just roll over. Like when I had the student loans hit, um, I'm like, I can't just roll over and and, and just accept this. I'm not going to accept this. This is the way I want to live. I don't want to live like this. Nine to five working. Like, I'm going to end up like these guys over here. These older, older gentlemen at the firm, with a 1998 Mercedes Benz and, and a, a nagging wife. You know, and uh, and they got a, a picket fence and a house. You know, whatever. <laughs> I don't want that. I don't want it. So, you know, th- the crazy part is too. We live in the in the United States. Well, yeah, I live in the United States a lot. Most of you guys live in the United States where it's like capitalism and there's opportunity here. The land of opportunity. land of opportunity. So, you can do something drastic like change your career and still make it. You know, the other day I've interviewed, you know, I used to be like, man, all these traders that have been in the game since like 20 years old, since 2010. What was I doing in 2010? I was in architecture school having brain surgery in 2010. Why did, how come I didn't, no one taught me financial education? I, I didn't know about stocks. And like, you know, in, in most places you just get screwed. You're like, you just, you, you missed the boat, the boat the ship has sailed. But see, in the United States, you can, you can come, you can start from nowhere. You know, it's up to you. So it's all performance based. So you can start a business and it, age is really, I mean, the sooner the better. You wanna always start sooner, but the opportunity is still there for the taking. You know? Um, you know what I mean? So, like, it's, it's all there, man. It's like, how bad do you want it? You know? Um, how bad do you want it, man? So, yeah. So, what else? Yeah, so those architecture people, I hope they're doing well, man. But, uh, you know, I, I, love, I love the life I, I, I created for myself, switching careers. I think that was, like, a really good move. Pivotal move, you know? So, in life, there's, like, a few decisions you make that are going to shape, shape your, you know, your, the overall big picture and um, switch. Actually, you know what I think about too? I'm like, man, if I didn't have the brain operation, this is crazy. So if I didn't have the brain operation, if I didn't have the suit loans, I would have never been doing stocks. My life would be different. So, you know, that's another thing. So like life brings you to the place, you know, it's like, it's, it's, uh, I don't know. I'm getting kind of distracted, but like, um, it's just like that's the thing is, if, if, um, if I didn't put in the work for trading stocks and I would have failed at it, then it would have sucked. But since I succeeded at it and I, a lot of doors opened up and I did things the right way, I put in all the work, I had the right mindset. Um, I know people say you gotta have balanced life, this and that, but I decided not to. I wanted to give myself the best odds to succeed. It's like, if you want to succeed at trading stocks, you got to give yourself the best odds and how do you do that? You develop the right mindset, the winning mindset. Um for me, I stopped drinking. I took, you know, these are things you can control. You 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 chip away and and to increase your odds. So I don't know. Um anyway, I just wanted to put this out there. This is like this is uh I've been meaning to do a podcast on my brain operation. There's a lot more to it. That was just in a nutshell, right? So like but I just wanted to get something out there with that. Uh, whoever is, has a situation in their life that's similar, uh, yeah, reach out to me, man. I, I, I like talking about this. And if I can inspire you somehow, going through something tough like a health issue or whatever, hit me up, man. You know, I'm always here. But um, yeah, well, anyway, I'll see you guys later. That concludes today's episode. Make sure to like and subscribe to the channel on the platform you use. The Friendly Bear Podcast is hosted by me, David, where you can find me on Twitter at reverse underscore long. You can find the Friendly Bear Podcast at www.thefriendlybearpodcast.com, as well as on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Audible, Amazon Music, and now on YouTube at Friendly Bear Research. Until next time, thank you for listening to the Friendly Bear Podcast.